Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your presence. I just thank you, Lord, that, that no, no battle has ever been lost by the Lord, ever. We thank you, Lord, that we, 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 you put us on this earth. You send us here with a specific task. And, and, and that is to be your ambassadors. And that is to manifest the victory won in the heavenly realms. Thank you, Lord God, that you've chosen the best way through your wisdom and your genius for us to live by faith. It is better than sight. It is better than sight, Lord, because it cuts straight to the issues of the heart. So Lord, I just thank you, Lord God, tonight. Help us see the invisible like never before and connect with the realm, the invisible realm of the kingdom of heaven like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, praise God. Okay, so we've been talking obviously about the realm of the invisible and how we're called to live by faith and not by sight. And um, tonight I wanna go into a little bit of, uh, uh, um, bit of the how to engage. Last week we were talking about ascension as a person um, and we're, we're seeing the, the, the matrix being shattered. And last week um, we had, uh, Tuesday night was powerful. Um, a lot of people just had encounters with the Lord left, right and center. The next Wednesday, the, the following Wednesday, uh, we interpreted a dream with the interns and it was so crazy and so supernatural. And I believe that, <clears throat> and in my opinion, I believe what's being presented by the government around the voice uh, is, is deceptive and disingenuous. And I think there's an agenda there. Um, and I think that if you do your due diligence, I know that there's been some, some letters by some uh, uh, church leaders going around why they think it's a good idea. But I think if you do your own research and realise uh, um, that there are other agendas afoot, um, it, you don't have to dig too deep. So this dream was revealed, uh, revealing that. <clears throat> and so there's some real things popping. But what I want to do, who, who's, who's interested? Uh, this is a rhetorical question. So, so if, if, if you don't put your hand up, you obviously uh, have a spirit of procrastination. Um, but but who, who who's re- really wants to manifest being a winner for the Lord? Honestly, who wants to? And not theologically. I mean, actually manifesting the victory of Christ. This is just just so important. Um, and I want to I want to really really get stuck into that tonight because it's actually quite straightforward. Um, I I'm university educated um, and um, I've got a lot of life experience and I'll consider that myself to a level. To a level, I'd probably be an intellectual. Um, I love, I've got a lot, I'm self-motivated to, to read and learn. There's one of the major things in life I, I, that I found out uh, uh, when I studied psychology at university <clears throat> is observational learning. And so most people learn through observational learning. If someone's really, really making it happen, you go, how are they making it happen? And you imitate. And, and if someone's not making it happen, it's very hard for them to lead. Uh, uh, um, and so... So it's great to, 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 if you consider yourself, whether it's, whether it's street smarts or university smarts, book smarts or whatever, that's great to be an intellectual, but actually it's, it's not the highest level of gifting. It's actually quite low. Into, uh, being an intellectual actually in the things of the spirit can be a massive handicap. It can be a massive handicap. And, and, and so we don't want to throw the baby out of the bathwater because probably someone like the Apostle Paul is a genius. And he was able to, he was able to bring his, his, the, the, the level of intellectualism uh, that he carried, uh, uh, but he, he actually, it was subservient, it was subservient to actually the revelation he carried in the Lord. If there's anything that's intellectual uh, um, that actually tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God, it's actually foolishness. And so 
what you have is connecting with the kingdom has nothing to do with intellectualism because we can't just attach to faith with of things we understand we actually we actually have to be led of the spirit and there's things in the word that we don't understand but we have to actually lead into them until we get a spirit of understanding so we can't just go well I put faith in the things I understand that you know I mean good luck good luck completely understanding the incarnation good luck completely understanding the trinity uh, good luck you know there, 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 there's so many different things uh, um, Good luck to anyone who says they have got the book of Revelation down pat. Let me know how that works out. The minute you put God in a, in a box through dogma, uh, he manifests over here. You go, Lord, you know, what are you doing to me? And so, and so this is, to, to connect with the kingdom, you're not required to be an intellectual giant, really, because God doesn't look at the brain, doesn't look at the physical body, He looks at the heart. He looks at the heart. And if you really, really want to manifest the victory of Christ and manifest being a winner in life, it's actually very straightforward. But it's, a, it's you know, you've got Jehovah uh, Jireh, our provider, Jehovah Nissi, the Lord our banner, Jehovah Nike, just do it. And you've got to make sure that you, you, you actually action, you action things. Otherwise, we, you just, we're just accruing information, knowledge. We're trained years beyond our obedience and we don't want to do that because that's the, that's the Western way of accruing more knowledge. Yeah, I know that. We don't know it until we bear fruit in that area. So <clears throat> this is about, this is indispensable to connecting with the invisible dimensions of the multiverse of, of the heavenly realms. And I've mentioned these before, but we're gonna drill down a little bit on a very specific area. So Matthew chapter 21, verses 15 and 16, this is during the triumphal entry. When the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that Jesus did and the children crying out in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David. And that the, the, the spiritual, sorry, the religious leaders were indignant. They were angry and said to him, do you not, do you hear what these young ones are saying? Paraphrasing. And Jesus said to them, yes. Have you never read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise. So, so in, in the, as Jesus is, as God in the flesh is going to the crucifixion, to be, going to Golgotha to be crucified, people are like crazy, they're crazy, they're crazy, crazy. And so uh, um, there's nothing like conflating a few words and creating new ones. Um, but uh, he, he, he said, look, these guys are going crazy for a reason is because the kingdom of God is actually manifesting in their midst and they are connecting with it. They're making a connection. So the very thing that Jesus said is they are being perfected in praise. So that the important, the, the, the two distinguishing feature of what Jesus said, he said, babies and nursing infants and perfecting praise. Now out of that, he was, he was quoting Psalms, but it's almost like it was paraphrasing. It was a transliteration. So when you read Psalms, it's not exactly the same, but remember, Jesus can do what He, want, but do what he wants. But number one, He's got a number two, He wrote the whole Bible, okay? So if He's transliter uh, giving it a transliteration, it actually means He's actually getting to the, the, the crux of it. So out of babies and nursing infants, praise is being perfected. And you go, wow, what does that even mean? You know, because I would say a dominant expression of praise is singing. But we've got to make a distinction with praise and singing. There's a lot of people sing, but they're not praising God. 
Singing doesn't necessarily mean praise. But I tell you what, it still is a key component. So being perfected in that, and we're talking about connecting with the invisible dimensions of heaven. So let's go to the original source code, uh, 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 Psalm chapter 8, verses 1 to 2. And it starts off, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. Why? Because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. So again, we have uh, out of the, 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 the mouth of babies or babes and, and nursing infants, God has, the Lord has perfected praise. But here it says the same principle, but He has ordained strength. So we're talking about connecting with the invisible dimensions of heaven. This is important because, because uh, um, what we have is you think of the expression of humanity. So you've got like, you've got the, 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 the beauty of new life or even youth. And then you've got, and then you've got a, a, a old life or someone who's elderly and the, the, the life experience they should have accrued. Not, there are old people who aren't wise, okay? Just because you've got a lot of rings on your stump uh, doesn't, mean, doesn't mean you've actually, you've been promoted, okay? You've just outlasted some people. And so, so what you have, if you've got, the, you've, got the, you've, got, you've got wisdom and accrued knowledge, but your body is starting to, your tent's getting a bit, little bit flappy in the wind. Okay, there's a few, a, few, a few ropes that have just come out the ground and it's sort of like, you know, uh, but you've got the knowledge. Whereas you heard the classic statement, when you're, when you're older person and you look at young people and you're going, you go, wow, it, it is, youth is really wasted on the young, okay? And so you have that, so, so on that whole spectrum of the human experience, that continuum of the most vulnerable and weakest are babies, are, 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 are nursing infants. So the Lord actually, actually, obviously there were probably, you know, tweens, kids and tweens and teens and maybe young adults in that whole crowd where they'd laid their jackets down and the, the, the palm branches, etc. Hosanna in the highest. But, but then the, what the Lord says, He said, praise is perfected through the most vulnerable expression of humanity. And it's not just perfecting praise, it actually is ordaining strength. And so it, it, like never before, we need to know what it is to walk in the strength of the Lord. Because you could be an intellectual, but you can have no strength. Because the, 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 it, the enemy, it, it does say he, 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 he prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And if you have a look at a lot of the stuff that happens in the demonic, it's, it's first steal, then kill, then destroy. And, and I, believe, I believe that a big part of that is ignorance. It's very few people know the truth and they choose willingly to say, no, nah, I'm going to take my chances. There are those people. They're called fools. All right. Um, however, what you got is that getting back to, the <clears throat> getting back to vulnerable humanity, is that the Lord says, I'm going to go to, the, to the, the, the lowest common denominator. Every single person on the earth that's walking around at some stage has been a baby. Very profound. And so God will, will perfect praise through that weakest expression. 
He will perfect praise. And, and here we have, it's, it's, it's actually ordaining strength. And so why perfect praise? Well, there's a few reasons and then I'm gonna drill down on one specifically. Firstly is, is that I believe praise is the language of faith. I really, I, I believe that praise is the language of faith because you read the Word and the Word says things that contradict your five senses. That contradicts what you would call common sense reason logic. So if you want to, if, if you want to uh, uh, come into genuine prosperity, it says, be generous with your things. Be generous in giving. So, you know, it, it, it's a principle across the board. I mean, uh, uh, but, but primarily we're talking finances. If you're generous with your giving, it actually says there's a full one-stop shop, two whole chapters devoted in 2 Corinthians about cheerful giving. And so you, 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 you abundantly... Uh, reap a harvest, but that doesn't make sense, because and it even says that in in Proverbs that, that if you if you're good uh, um, generous in your giving, it says your your barns will be overflowing, and but that doesn't make sense. But you do it in faith, right? You act like God is trustworthy and the Bible is reliable and the kingdom of God is real, and so praise when you praise God, you are engaging like God is true. You are, and you're celebrating the fact that He's done that. So what, what, what praise does is, I believe it's the language of faith. You are thanking God like He's trustworthy, that He's already done what He has promised. Another reason is that when you praise the Lord, it sinks you, it synchronises you up to the frequency of, of heaven's atmospheres of glory. There's just not one atmosphere of glory, there's atmospheres. Because <laughs> it says from glory to glory. So there's a glory. <clears throat> um, I've, I've experienced the glory to the point I thought I was going to die. Um, and the best way to describe it is if you got a water balloon and you kept filling it up and when the, the water balloon was full, the tap kept turning on and I thought I was going to explode and die. That I, I've, I've been in that level of glory. I've been in meetings too, in this church obviously um, and, and, and overseas and elsewhere. The glory is so strong, it's like, you feel, you feel like the... The air is like you're swimming in it, okay? And, 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 then, and then just real heavy presence of the Lord. But then you've got uh, uh, um, the, the glory where, uh, um, you know, in Solomon's temple, they could, they, all of a sudden they've got crazy worship going on and then the, the glory came in so heavily that they couldn't minister anymore. So it went to silence. Wouldn't it be interesting if heaven overlapped so hectically in Solomon's temple, they still heard music, but no one was playing, you know? And, and, and so it, it, it's now, uh, 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 it's not, it wasn't unusual when we were planning the church. And, and I would say, I would say our thermostat has gone significantly high in regards to uh, what we can handle glory wise. But I remember I, w I could honestly say we were in pretty radical outpouring for about two years. And I was, believe it or not, I was the chief musician I was, I was nearly always leading worship. And it was not unusual <laughs> to see me uh, <laughs> lying on my back on stage playing guitar. Has anyone seen me lying on my back, you know? And yeah, 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 yeah. I'd be lying on my back, the glory's so strong. I was like, ah. And, <coughs> you know, and Jimi Hendrix played behind the back. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> Uh, 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 you start to praise, synchronizes you with that place, that place of the glory where 
uh, uh, um, okay, let me do another one. Is that in the glory there's no time. So if you are, now this, is, this, you, this would behoove you to pay real good attention to this. If you go into an atmosphere where there's a lot of unbelief and heaviness, if you go to a place, uh, 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 um, um, if, if I'm under an open heaven and I'm preaching, I start seeing in the Spirit in front of me the, the next sentence I'm gonna say. I see it, I'm like, and then that's why I'm so excited because I'm having my own encounter. And I'm just sort of talking out of it, you know. And then, but what happens is that if you're in an atmosphere with a lot of devils and a lot of unbelief and you're having to plough, you continually lose your train of thought. You've got things interfering it, right? This is, this is, this is why praise is, sinks you up to the realm of glory. You wanna be in the realm of glory because what happens to is that Daniel prayed, right, in the, in the book of Daniel, and basically is, is that the second, the word, that, that, that while the words were still in his mouth, is the angel turned up, right? Now, what happened the second time, all of a sudden the, the enemy was freaked out and so they organised a spiritual war to take place in the heavenlies to hold things up for 21 days. Now, 21 days is still a quick turnaround. However, what, we got instant and 21 days. So I find that if you live in the glory, things that you go through a thing called acceleration. And people go, oh, Lord, you know, for all, it's, it's, it's a prophetic buzzword, it has been abused, right? <clears throat> has been thrown around on a generic basis. But acceleration is real. Now what happens, if you go into acceleration, you've got to have capacity. Because everything happens like this, and then we've been praying for acceleration, and then everything accelerates, and you're like, Lord, so, you, know, you, you start pumping the clutch, you know? And, and you can't. When there's acceleration, you gotta go with it, because you might put the foot on the brake, and it slows everything down, and then you go, oh, everything's slow again. If you want to, if you want to be in the glory, there's acceleration. Make sure you know what you're praying. And then you have, so, so, so what you have is you can have an encounter. So for example, uh, you can praise the Lord. I didn't expect to go here, but here we are. You can, you, you, you can, you can get, have an intense time of praising God in prayer and really not get much out of it. And then you go, all right, I've got to get in my car, got to go to work or got to, I've got a commitment to do, run errands, whatever. Uh, and then half an hour, 20 minutes, 30, 40 minutes later, you feel the presence of God come in the car and God speak to you in relationship to what you prayed. That's lag time, okay? But if you are consistently in the presence of God, you go into a place of glory where God speaks to you in real time, where you encounter almost a dialoguing. So that's the glory. So who's, who's interested in living in the glory? Because you, you wanna live in the glory. Now remember, remember, if you ask for the glory and you get the glory, don't complain. Because everything will accelerate. There will be in that place of heavenly manifestation, there will also be chaos. Because the bad things in your life are, going, are popping like popcorn. And you're like, you're standing on the, on the shore and you're praying, oh God, I really want encounters and I wanna know you. And, and I just, I, I, don't, I wanna hear your voice consistently like this. And then all of a sudden he answers your prayer and it feels like you've been strapped to the back of a blue whale. So well, ha, ha. That's what happens. And so praise syncs you up, synchronises you up to that dimension. When God starts moving, you better not be the bottleneck that says, no, stop it. I was stupid enough, pause and meditate. 
I saw, I, I, I saw my, my, my first, I got my first stripes in my 20s, I'll explain. I saw a massive outpouring with no leaders around. So I was it, it was me and Adam Thompson. And I had been in the Word for hours and hours and hours and hours a day for months. And all of a sudden my inner world synchronised with the faith dimension. And I would just have to read something and the glory would fall in the room. And then people would come all from all over town and, and just laughing like hyenas, like, like drunk out of their mind in the Holy Ghost. And, and uh, uh, um, you know, we had, we, we, it was a meeting full of Nicodemuses. Okay, so it was the, the move of the Nicodemi. <clears throat> and so, so I remember going, oh, so I don't need to be under a leader per se, right? Uh, I just have to believe God and, 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 and this, this is what happened. It's fantastic. I mean, this is what we want our house churches to be like, all right? Sort of, uh, 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 um, and so it just it blew my mind uh, uh, how God can move like that. But then what happened, all these people came in and, and some were faking demons and some did have demons, but the ones who were faking the demons, we didn't know how to govern the meeting. And so there's one guy and he goes, you know, <laughs> he said he has spirit Nimrod. <clears throat> and I'm going, boy, don't flatter yourself. Anyway, and so this sort of, a bit of became a bit of a circus. And so, so me and Adam decided to shut the meetings down and, and we thought we could just tur turn outpouring on like a tap. And we thought we could continue, you know, in a few months time. And it didn't work like that. Friends, if you're going after the glory, don't be selective. You, you think everything accelerates. But in the midst of that is supernatural life. This is why, I mean, that's, that's very, very good advice. People, you know, and people, you know, oh, my scrolls aren't coming to pass and I feel a little bit sad and lonely and broken and Lord, I want your glory. And the glory comes like, not that much glory, you know. <laughs> you got God, all right. <laughs> Lord, more, 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 little less, little less. So, <laughs> uh, so there's that. Now, so we talked about praise of the language of faith. We're talking about... Um, that it synchronises you up to the realm of glory. It says in Psalm 22, God dwells in the praises of His people. So the realm of glory, there's nowhere God is without glory, all right? Manifestation, habitation, visitation, whatever. The glory manifests in the dimension of praise. Praise actually makes a demand on the manifest presence of God and He dwells there. If you don't praise God, if you struggle to praise God, brother, you're struggling, you know? And, and, and I, I'm more often than not, my, my dominant position in church is on this on a stage. Whether I'm a guest speaker somewhere, I've, I really, I really do enjoy just going to meetings and doing. I have, I really do have the gift of not doing anything. I do. I'm very anointed at, anointed at it. You know, like, like you know, whether it's Daryl or someone, do you want to come up and do you want to have? Oh, no. Um, but most of the time, I'm, I got the eagle eye view from up here, and you see people they they struggle to praise God. So I know personally they, they struggle because, because God dwells in the praise of His people. So praising God. So Jesus talked about perfecting praise. Um, and then He, and, and so praise the language of faith, praise synchronises you up uh, to the dimensions of glory. Another thing that's important is this, is being perfected in praise, and I'm just throwing this in, this is not in my notes, is that when you 
set your intent to bring glory to God and you match it with melody, you catch the spirit of praise. That is a spirit of gratitude, of thankfulness, of excitement. You, you, you know, because what happens, and I'm just, you know, not my first rodeo, but you get people, and, 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 and people respond to melody, it's a psychological phenomena. So you get some people, they go, you know, uh, all of a sudden, if I could, now, 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 don't get me wrong, God can meet us in this place, but I could all of a sudden say, give thanks with a grateful heart, give thanks to the Holy One, and now let the weak say, I am strong. And, and like, all of a sudden people go, do you feel the anointing? Yeah. Well, maybe more nostalgia. It's a psychological phenomena. And when people do worship music, they know now how to build, that they know how to build a verse up into a bridge, into a tag. It's a psychological phenomena. So, so that's okay. It's not all of a sudden, you know, we're going to, uh, all of us, we're, we're against all those psychological dynamics. We're just going to do the Gregorian chant. <laughs> I bet you I can beat you with dominoes. <laughs> you know, and so, so we're, we're not averse to that, but that's not the spirit of praise. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a Pavlov's dog's response reflex. It's classical conditioning. So God can meet us in that place if we catch the spirit of praise. So where you really are outside of the singing, you're just going, oh my goodness, my name's in the Lamb's Book of Life. You know, I might have quoted this last week, can't remember, I'll speak so much I forget. But if, 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 if you are saved, if you're, if you're born from above, your name's in the Lamb's Book of Life. This life here is as close to hell as you're ever gonna get. Come on, that's something worth to be grateful about. And now let the weak say I'm strong and the poor say I'm rich for what he's done for us. And for the unbeliever, this is as close to heaven as they're gonna get. So, so you start to catch the spirit of praise. You start to catch the spirit of praise. and. and one of the things, we did some, some ministry um, in Europe this morning uh, via Zoom, met in the upper Zoom. And um, basically, is it that, 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 that these people in ministry were navigating some things. And, and one, one of the things was this, is that, is that there is such powerful principle, God visits things that look like heaven. You go, what do you mean? He visits whatever looks like heaven. So, it says to Moses, Moses, come up here, come to my place, have a look at this. You like it? Yep, take in all the detail. We're gonna just shove it in your belly like a scroll, you'll never forget it. Creative license there. And what happens is it's the tabernacle and all the sacrifices and all the protocols. And then God was very careful, He said, whatever I showed you in heavenly places, make sure you build it exactly the same down there. Because God visits whatever looks like heaven. And, you can, and orphans are waiting to be rescued all the time. If you want visitation, mimic heaven. Pray, well the penny is dropping, praise the Lord. That's what praise looks like, praise mirrors heaven. Praise is mirroring heaven. And God visits, it's almost like you're creating an ark between two witnesses and two dimensions. And you start praising God and you're going, my goodness, this is, he's amazing. 
the, the, the infinite God of wisdom and glory who's also gentle and kind. You know, uh, 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 um, he knows the most minute quantum detail before even quantum quantums. Because if you understand quantum, you understand there's the double slit experiment. So he even knows what the, 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 the photon or the particle is going to do before he's even worked it out. And so you, 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 you catch a spirit of praise and you're like, wow, part of that is smiling. What do you think it means to, you know, may the Lord bless you, may His face shine on you. You think the, you think the Father's like this? <laughs> I didn't know shining was so scary. <coughs> um, it says that people put oil on their, fa- you know, oil to make their face shine. It says it in the Old, Old Testament. So God's smiling. God is smiling. So, so if you want something basic, uh, to you want a mirror here? What's happening there? Be, be, be a, smile, for goodness' sakes. Smile, damn it. Okay. <laughs> You want to receive and you want to drink from the Lord? Smile. <laughs> you know, give, give the Lord a Luna Park opening. You know, seriously. But that, that's a, that, that is a powerful key, is that God visits what looks, what, what looks like Him. So the just shall live by faith. So when you praise God in faith, you're like, wow, I believe God. And He visits. None of this begging stuff. And God will always bring you back to His Word. God doesn't violate His Word, okay? So, so, so this is why faith is the only way. This is, this, I'm drunk, come on. Mm. Okay. Okay, now, what I want to focus on <clears throat> about praise being perfected and uh, um praise ordaining strength out of nursing infants and babies is I want to touch on the spatial reality. There's a huge spatial reality to praise. And you're like, huh? I thought that was noise, right? It's not. And you know, when you can't sing, the Lord says, got it covered, make a joyful noise, okay? And, but there's something spatial about praise, about being perfected in. And this is what's cool. This is because I want you to have. I want you to. It actually says, "Sing praises with understanding." So when you when you actually can intellectually cooperate with higher dimensions instead of this being a hindrance, then praising God with understanding actually accelerates everything. So I want us to. That, that I'm going to draw. We're going to juxtapose two people. In boy, are the chapters at the beginning of the Book of Luke long? And so you've got the account, the very, very lengthy accounts of uh, uh, um, the visitations, the heavenly visitations that took place unto the birth of Jesus. So you had Zechariah, who was uh, of the uh, uh, Levitical priesthood line, where he was offering up incense uh, in the temple. Big deal, really big deal. Now, back then, not being able to have kids was a big deal. Uh, Now... It, it, you know, if, if someone's carrying a level of grief around or, or, or a, a unmet a desire to have kids, that's, that's a personal thing. But back then, having kids was the ultimate in wealth. That's why, you know, uh, Abram, whose name was father, had no kids. That's a bit cruel, you know. <clears throat> and so that would, have, that would have tormented him. So Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth, they couldn't have kids. 
And so she was older. I don't know, you know, I haven't really tried to map the, the whole age of that, but on a relative level, um, it would seem that she was past that age. So what you have is the, the angel of the Lord Gabriel turns up in the temple and saying, basically, uh, and, and, and Brian, uh, um, he wrote Pat, uh, a Passion Translation, what's his last name? Simmons, good. I was gonna say someone else. Uh, so so uh, uh, Brian's Bible, basically, it says this, the angel turns up and says, Zechariah, I'm here to answer the prayers you've stopped praying. All right, you've given up on him. He said, you're gonna have a son and he's gonna be mighty in the Lord. He's gonna go in the spirit of Elijah. And basically is that his name will be John. And what happened is you've got this amazing like committedness. And actually, the, the, according to, to the Gospel of Luke, him and his wife walked righteously according to the Lord. And so they weren't slackers and he's, he's right next to the Holy Holies offering up incense. The angel turns up and uh, that would be fascinating, right? Uh, you know, angel turning up in the holy place. And what happened? He said, well, how's this gonna happen? He says, my wife's old. And we're past it basically. And the frequency it carried was absolute unbelief. Absolute unbelief. So you've got uh, um, this, this man who's very, very steeped in the Torah, knows it back to front. He's given his life. He's a, he, the Lord is his inheritance. He doesn't have land like a, you know, <clears throat> uh, um, Benjamites or whatever, other, uh, one of the tribes. It, is the Lord is his portion, his inheritance. This guy knows his stuff. The angel turns up and says, you, you're gonna have a miracle baby and he's gonna be historic. And his response was unbelief. Now you go, oh, when you read it, you go, maybe, how, maybe he's questioning like Abraham or Abram or even Sarah. Well, what happens is the angel's response, you can back engineer it to the frequency he carried. And the angel said, basically, you will not speak a word. You will go dumb until your son is born. I am not gonna let your unbelief uh, uh, being carried on your words is going to, sabotage this historic event, right? Your unbelief, your, your, your and so that's, that was, is, is you, you won't be, you know, and he comes out and they're like, you know, uh, 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 um, he's playing charades. You know, he's, what? You know, <laughs> something like that, you know, and they're like, say something, you know. <clears throat> so that's what would have happened. And so, but then around the same time, same angel visits a virgin. They reckon historically, maybe as young as 14 and basically said, okay, well, if you thought the tall order was Elizabeth having a baby in her old age, well, you're gonna have a child as a virgin. And she, goes, and she says, how? I don't know a man, you know, she was betrothed, sort of like technically engaged. And she goes, it's impossible. And he says, with God, nothing will be impossible. And he said, the, 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 the most high will overshadow you, you'll be found with child and your, your son will be named Jesus and he'll be, be great. And he will lead his people into salvation. And she said this, let it be according to your word. So you've got someone who's very steeped in the Torah, very, very strong religious sensibilities, maybe spiritual sensibilities, who knows. <clears throat> but 
carried the frequency of unbelief. So basically the Lord said, no talking, okay, uh, uh, until the baby's born, his name will be John. And then you have Mary who's would know nothing compared to uh, uh, um, nothing compared to uh, Zechariah's knowledge, and her response was, "Let it be according to your word." Now, this is where it gets fascinating because we're talking about how to be perfected in praise and and some of the reasons. And now we're talking about the spatial reality of praise. I'm going to go after this. It is pretty quantum, but we're bringing it through biblical language, through a biblical biblical paradigm. So let's read. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, and then. Uh, so basically, the angel said, "By the way, your 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 cousin, your cousin right, Elizabeth, um, she's already six months pregnant. You know, she, you know, she's barren now. She's like that. Right after Mary has the visitation, she goes and sees her cousin. She goes and visits her, and 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 she she didn't go over there for a cup of tea. She stayed three months, right? So all of, you know, can you imagine all of a sudden, like she's betrothed to, to Joseph. She goes away for a while and comes out. You know, people can tell she's got a bun in the oven. You know." <clears throat> She'd been with Elizabeth. Elizabeth sees her and all of a sudden she goes, Mary, blessed are you amongst women and blessed is the fruit of your womb like this. Spirit of God comes upon Elizabeth. She gets filled with the Holy Ghost. John the Baptist, six month old, gets you know filled with the Holy Ghost. It's crazy. So Mary is really tripping out now. She'd been visited by an angel. Now Zechariah's wife, her cousin, uh, basically, she gets filled with the Holy Spirit, and 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 here's you got this young teenager who said the right response: "Let it be according to your word." Okay, <coughs> and then she breaks into this uh, uh, almost a benediction, I suppose. But uh, uh, um, Luke one forty six to fifty two, and Mary said, "My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Saviour." For he who has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant, for behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. Mary is blessed. And he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm and he has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. So let's go back to the beginning of that verse. This is the key. Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. That word magnify is a megaluno, a megaluno, megaluno. And so it means to increase. It means to enlarge. It means to, to show as great. And what happened here? Is that, is that Mary chose to magnify the Lord. This is why praise is spatial. Praise magnifies the awesomeness of the Lord and His kingdom. And when you magnify the Lord, what it does, it diminishes the enemy. It's spatial. This is crazy. I believe, I believe that God is God. Great statement, thanks for that. And so He is who He is, regardless of your opinion of Him and your action of Him. However, the manifestation of, of, of an infinite God on this finite earth is largely bottlenecked by human agency. So what you have is this awesome God and we either magnify Him 
And if we don't magnify Him, we'll get beaten up by demons and magnify the devil. We are co-creators. We are made with the, 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 in the image of God to magnify things and put things down. She chose to magnify the Lord. And this is a spatial reality. When you do not praise the Lord, I guarantee you're getting beaten up by devils. And you don't see them in their proper place. You've magnified them. You know, I, I, I know that... that, that uh, uh, um, I've known a lot of people in my time. I'm not trying not to impugn anyone. I'm just trying to be sensitive to my language. <clears throat> um, whenever I do an intro, a, a leading, leading statement like that, people go, ooh. <laughs> Someone I know, very, very influential ministry, haven't spoken to for a while because of proximity. Absolute terrified of dogs, right? And I think as a child, this person got bitten by a dog. So what happens is that I've seen this person freak out with chihuahuas. Now, look, I'm just being honest. I'm not a fan of chihuahuas. All right. Now, they're very skittish. Sort of, sort of you know, I've got a staffy, right? And a staffy is like a walking bag of emotions <laughs> and a bag of cement. <laughs> and my dog, my dog, her name is Boof, right? Very feminine name, very gentle. Just wouldn't harm it like, like it's like this, and then, and then I know that that that, that uh, uh, we had to babysit once um, a, um, a chihuahua, <laughs> like this. And you're just looking at it, you know, and really sort of like, and they, they look like someone's choking them, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> Sorry for all the trail lovers out there. Read about it in the comment section. All right. <laughs> and I know this person, they'll see a chihuahua and just, it just invokes that fear re reflex, right? <laughs> Don't write me emails. All right, so um, that's my opinion. Uh, and so what's happened is that fear, <laughs> that fear has magnified the chihuahua. And seriously. <laughs> There's a lot of things you could do with a chihuahua. You've got, you got infinite options to defend yourself. Like this, and you're like, <laughs> but what happens? That fear magnifies the chihuahua. <laughs> I mean, if you if you really saw things how God sees them, I'm gonna hang on. Hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna paint a picture here. Just bear with me. <laughs> I want to get it right. I want to be accurate. Uh, please work. All right. Oh, there we go. All right. So I'm looking it up. <laughs> you got to you see. Got to see things from. If you magnify the Lord, you, you'll see things from a different perspective. This one's going to stick. You're going to remember this. Okay. 
if you see it from God's perspective. It said, be sober. Don't put it up. Be, uh, uh, First Peter 5, 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a yappy chihuahua, <laughs> seeking whom he may nip. <laughs> and you see it like that, you go, oh. <laughs> and so we magnify the enemy because we don't magnify the Lord. We don't magnify the Lord. And you start to realise that it's actually not even a fair fight. This infinite God has gone, booted that chihuahua out of heaven. Can you imagine if you read like Revelation 12 with sound effects? <laughs> Behold, there was a great fight in the heavens. Michael and his angels fought against the devil and his angels. So, now, <laughs> what you have <laughs> is that when you magnify the Lord, you realise He's an infinite God. He's an awesome God. So praise carries a spatial reality is that when you magnify the Lord, you catch the spirit of praise. And what happens, you start to realise how big God is. We well, says not even a fair fight. We're actually, we're, we're deceived on a spatial level. We actually give more focus and, 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 and reverence almost to the enemy's ability, which is limited, and it's finite, and it's under our feet. Now you can't just... You, you can't just go, well, the enemy's defeated. You, and, and if you do that in your own strength, you lose. See, we have to be in Christ. Otherwise, you're going to be like, you know, uh, uh, um, one of the Skeever boys where they went in and, and they said, they, tr- they cast out a chihuahua out of someone, right? And we say, we adjure you according to the Jesus that Paul preaches. They didn't even know Jesus and so they left in a bad state. They got, they got overpowered by this chihuahua, right? Because I'm trying to, I, I am, I'm, painting, I'm, I'm painting pictures you won't really, I mean, it was the, the that was the, I think. <laughs> so, no emails, please. And so what we have is you've got this infinite, amazing God and He can only invade the earth through the bandwidth of the, the, the church's faith. This is, that's a profound reality. So when we magnify the Lord, firstly, we actually allow more of the Lord to, to manifest through us. We actually do, it's, it's profound. So, so praise, we catch the spirit of praise, you get perfected in praise. When you get perfected in praise, heaven, the massiveness of heaven invades your world. And, 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 and so it's got a spatial reality. Lift up your heads, your gates, your everlasting doors, that the King of glory may come in. Psalm 24, yeah, yeah, there's some gates out there in the outer space. Actually, where are the gates? What? How are we gates? Well, Jesus is the door. He's the door of the sheepfold. And we, you know what we do? We picture sort of like, you know, someone who's a shepherd and there's a little fence and it opens up and there's like a, you know, like a half acre, you know, and some, some, some daggy sheep running around, right? We don't understand the sheepfold is the multiverse. The sheepfold is infinite dimensions that includes Psalm 23. The mountain, also the mountains of God, the mountain range of God and the Mount Zion. Um, you know, crystal clear rivers of life, trees of life, trees of righteousness, the new Jerusalem. Jesus is the door to that. So we're doors to the door. Because when you, whatever attribute Jesus has, we, are, we have sub-attributes. If He's the King of Kings, we're kings. If He's a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek, we're priests according to the order of Melchizedek. If He was the branch in the old covenant, 
He's now the vine, now we're the branches. So you start to see is that we are the door to the Lord manifesting on the earth. So when you magnify the Lord, the door gets wider. So there's a spatial reality. Who likes this tonight? Seriously. If you, if you, if you, if you struggle to praise God, right, is it, you're a fool. If you choose to, I'm not really into it. I wasn't into singing. I was a you know, football playing, beard, sculling, party. You know, I wasn't like, 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 wasn't like I grew up as a teenager. Oh, I'd really love to know what it is to worship. I come to Christ when I was 18 and I had to work out is that worship and praise is central to kingdom reality. It's a musical kingdom. It's a creative kingdom. It's not just sort of like, it's not like, like, like you get, if you're in a dead church and heaven will be like that dead church. You know. This is a frequency of life and glory. And so, <laughs> and so when we magnify the Lord, we actually uh, uh, not only do, this is the cool thing, your God is massive. And the, okay. I believe, this is a, this is a, this is a I don't know who, came up with this but I agree with it and you can map this from the parables and different things I believe that we will get conformed to the image we have of God if you if you magnify the Lord you start seeing a big God guess what you get bigger you get bigger you actually become massive to the point where fear doesn't enter into it you become fearless. You, these apostles, they were onto something. They were getting persecuted. And they did that. this is what they didn't do. They gathered in a room together and they prayed, make the bad man stop. That's not what they prayed. They prayed for boldness. They prayed for boldness because they realised is there was a soulish conflict coming in with the infinite kingdom of the, the, the realm of the spirit trying to invade the earth. But now a little bit of their nervousness or anxiety is coming in. Lord, give us an ability to overcome that. And so, so when you magnify the Lord and you see God's awesomeness, you start to partake of it. This is why you can speak to mountains because every single mountain, I guarantee, is smaller than you. Those who are joined to the Lord are one spirit with Him. When you magnify the Lord, you actually see how small your problems are. This is why one of the most cursed things to ever be afflicted with is selfishness and being self-absorbed, you know. And, and, and people just absor absorb with themselves. It's just, they're small people. A man or woman wrapped up in themselves makes a very small parcel. And this is why you, when you magnify the Lord, you actually start to, you, you, you're not just singing songs, you actually catch it and you see how big God is. And by default, Right, by default, when you see, start to magnify the Lord and see how big He is, and we're only gonna see that in a span, what happens is you start to diminish the enemy and he doesn't roll, rule your life. And you don't, between breakfast and lunch, you don't get beaten up and tempted by five or six devils. So you got, you got, you got breakfast and then you got brunch, a couple of devils, brunch and lunch, maybe two or three devils then lunch and dinner, right? Maybe three or four more. And then dinner and dinner, right? No, you go faith to faith, glory to glory, faith to faith, glory to glory, faith to faith, glory to glory. Do you know what it actually says? This is this really well-known prayer. 
And it says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Jesus said, for all the people wanting to be taken out of the world, Jesus prayed in John 17, do not take them out of the world. That's what Jesus prayed. Keep them from the evil one. It says also in John, well, John had a fair bit to say. Um, according to John, he was Jesus' best mate. And so basically, as he said, in the world they will have pressure, flips us, but in me they'll have peace. And so, so we, we get to choose if we're gonna do this, this is connecting with heaven. Connecting with heaven is massive. Connecting with heavenly dimensions and it's praise, it's not intellectualism. Now let's just say you go, any spiritual attribute, you've got to lay a hold by faith. So singing's a great start, but singing isn't the spirit of praise. Is that the spirit of praise is you catch the essence of what you're singing to the point where once you stop singing it, you're still carrying it. That's why we're living sacrifices. And, and, and so this is why, why, why praise, uh, it, it has a massive, massive, massive spatial reality. So when we magnify God, He becomes big in us, we become bigger and we do bigger things. It's, 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 it's massive. I'm gonna, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna flip the order around of the Scriptures. So just don't worry, I'll give you the heads up. We're gonna finish uh, with reading some things corporately. And then we're gonna, I don't know what we're gonna do. And then we're gonna, I don't know. Um, truth be told. Now, one of the things... This, why is this spatial thing such a big deal? I'll tell you why. And we're not, we're, I'm not gonna cite any scriptures now. I'm just gonna just freestyle a bit until we go into those longer ones. Um, so the parable in Luke 19 is the parable of the miners, M-I-N-A-S. A miner isn't someone under the age of 18. A miner is basically, it's, base, it's connected to weight and with a monetary value. So you've got people got given one miner, one got given five, one got given 10. And what happened is the Lord actually the one who had 10 actually doubled and, 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 and produced another 10. He used that finance, he invested, leveraged it or whatever to get 10 more. And this is what God said. He said, well done, well done. Because you have stewarded only 10 uh, units of weight or finance, you now will be in charge of 10 cities. You've got to see the kingdom, nothing is static. Not only do we have a massive God, but He wants a massive family. When you have small goals, when you have small vision, now don't get me wrong, it's not about the size of the vision, it's not about like, like you know, I, I, I'm not saying that. You, all vision's given by God, you just gotta be faithful to what, you, to what you're given. So, you know, it's not a competition. But, but quite often God will call us to things we can't do. It's bigger than our natural ability. So the whole kingdom paradigm is this massive God and He's calling us to be massive with Him. And so there's something about using whatever you have, time, resources, focus, talent, whatever. And God says, He says, to Him who uses it to increase spatially, responsibility-wise, to be a pillar, to be a load bearer. Here, let's give Him 10 cities. But the people that don't, so see praise is connected to getting bigger. It's connected to a bigger God. The bigger you see God, the bigger you become. You become who you see. Fixing your eyes upon Jesus, the author and perfecter of a faith. Jesus right now, there, there's an actual man sitting in heaven next to the Father, but he's on the earth by his infinite spirit. 
This is crazy. And so, you, so the Lord wants you to, you, you start to see that and you get bigger. And this is why God can, it says, I understand it says a gift will bring people before great men and rulers. But when you're hanging out with a king of kings, it's not a big deal to minister to a king because you're with the greater and then you minister to the lesser. So what Jesus is saying is perfecting out of the mouth of nursing infants and babes, you've ordained strength or perfected praise. He's gone to the smallest, tiniest increment of humanity and for it to actually be actualised into a greater spatial dimension. And that's what praise does. And this is why we have to cultivate praise because it actually engages us with the fear of the Lord. God is infinite. He's omniscient, He's omnipresent, He's omnipotent. But His manifestation on the earth comes through, is restricted by the bottleneck of the faith of His people. And so when you magnify something, God is magnified. When you diminish the Lord, He's diminished. But He's, omni- but he, but, but, but he, he's omnipresent, He's already here. Yeah, but we're talking about the manifestation of the earth. We're talking about the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. All the creation is waiting for the sons of God to actually redeem it. Okay, uh, and, and he showed us this thing up on the mountain where we saw the most excellent, you know, the, the, the excellence of his majesty and glory up on the mountain of transfiguration. Peter says, until that we will lay a hold of this truth until the morning star would rise in our hearts until the day breaks. That's the manifestation of the kingdom of the earth. So as you do that, you magnify. When you praise God, you magnify him. And that's what Mary did, a teenage virgin. And trust me when I say back in that day, men and women weren't considered equal. Because she's keep saying, you, you've taken the lowly things and you're exalting them. So people can actually put themselves in positions of authority on an illegitimate level, or God even ordained them to be a leader, but it goes through a mutated filter of self-serving and ego and ambition. But what happens is that when you praise God, you could be considered lowly, but you get exalted. You actually get bigger and greater. And this is one, forget not all of his benefits, this is one of the benefits of being a person of praise but we wanna catch the spirit of praise. There's a lot to be miserable about. There's a lot to be miserable about. It's called the natural. But what happens when you lay a hold of the invisible, there's a lot to praise God about. So you've gotta make a choice. We've gotta make a choice. Will you believe the Lord's report or an evil report? Because you'll manifest one or the other. And one will be magnified. If If we don't choose to magnify the Lord, by default, darkness will be magnified. Because, because also too, it's not just spatial on a, on a mass level, it's spatial on an elevation level. It's called ascension. God, it, God dwells in the praise of His people. You guys doing okay? Shika bumba. Okay. Now, also too, I like, um, uh, you know, p- people do personality tests and whatnot. I think I'm a ENTP, whatever that is. Um, and, but I, for me to recharge my batteries, I have to be alone, okay? So I, I'm, I, re, I recharge my batteries on an introverted level. And then I come back and I'm ready to talk to people again, right? And so what happens is that I've then got to balance that out. So I'm really content in what I do really content. I, I love what I do. I, I'm one of the small percentage of people. I, I, I'm always working, but I don't feel like I work because I'm, I'm in my destiny. I'm in my, the will of God. So I could easily be so content with, you know, this place exploding and Munter and do some crusades and prophesy. And, but what happens is that I now have to fight 
that introverted, satisfied, you know, level. And I actually, I actually have to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Not because it's ego. It's because God needs to manifest in a greater magnitude in my sphere of influence. <laughs> and this is what Jabez did. The prayer of Jabez basically was, he was more honourable than his brothers and his mother called his name Jabez because I bore him in pain. Yep, what's in a name, hey? Uh, oh, it's my little pain. Um, <laughs> sweet dreams, little pain. I mean, you know, Jabez is up there with some baddies, eh? And, and Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory that your hand would be with me and that I would be kept from evil that I may not cause pain. So God granted his request. So when we shrink down our lives, whether we re- recharge our, bet- our batteries through being an introvert or it's a bit overwhelming, right? Is that the Lord always wants us to self-actualize in him, in Christ. Sorry, that seems like a bit of a tautology there. But basically is that he wants us to go deeper and deeper in him and more and more and more vast, uh, you know, case in point, terrified of public speaking, and God says, I am going to weld a microphone to your right hand, son, right, until you get over yourself. And so, 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 so you actually start to see how big God is because you lean into Him and He wants to expand you all the time. If you, if you get perfected in praise, you have massive influence. You, nothing will stop you. Because a lot of people go, oh, you know, it's about prayer. Actually, it's not. Actually, it's not about prayer. It's about believing. Let it be according to your faith. I know people who pray a lot, don't have much faith. Ouch. Okay. Jesus actually said, don't do the vain repetition thing, it won't work. Like you start praying like you're obnoxious. Blood of Jesus, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. And the Lord's like, wow, He's really shoehorned a lot of religious words in just one sentence. Right. If you're going to do repetition, it's continually praising God. And it says, even Solomon said, hey, he's awesome. Let your words be few. But you know what? Wouldn't you like to be like Jesus? Pause and meditate. And then everything you said come to pass. So invest your time in praising God and not trying to convince him of things he says you already have. It's not your prayer. It's not praying. It's what you believe. Prayer is a means to an end. So I'm not, I'm not hacking on prayer, but I just think that people, people don't pray. I think they beg. I think people just go, blah, 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 unbelief, unbelief, blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, I hope that worked. Whereas praise lays a hold of what God has said has already happened and how He's already awesome and good and kind and you can't outgive Him and He's generous and, and He gives without reproach. And you lay a hold of that in praise, give it melody. And then what happens, your inner world starts to sink up to the dimension of faith. And when you pray, bang, like an arrow, it goes right in and hits the mark. This is what he wants. And so, so when, you, when you start to, that's what I've learned. I've learned to, to, to completely, you know, there's a lot to whinge about. But if you whinge about it, it never changes. So every, just think about everything you're complaining about, you're actually putting cement around it going, <laughs> think about it. And people, cause people subconsciously complain for our American watches. What's whinging? Okay, it's such a generational word too, isn't it? You complain about things. I'm not saying, ne- never say anything negative. You have spouses, you have friends, you've got to process some people are verbal. Pro- 
audio processors, verbal processors, that's fine. But if that's your station, you're gonna get what you say, right? Instead of saying, it's important. So God wants to perfect us in praise. So we actually get bigger and bigger and bigger. And what happens, God gets big inside of us, massive, massive. And, 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 and like my time with the Lord, how can I put it? You hit critical mass. I see things in the Spirit and I engage it. And I'm not sure, uh, uh, um, I would say a lot of that process is praising Him and it manifests. It's, 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 the, it's the best life. This is, it's why you wanna live in the glory. You wanna live in the glory. So what we're gonna do is that I want to finish by us. We're going to, we're gonna praise the Lord. Um, but we're gonna, we're gonna do it through the Word. And I want you to catch, uh, I want you to catch how big God is. Now, now, look, you might be like this, everyone's at a different place. David says, my cup runs over. So you might present him a little cup and it runs over. Some of you might, it might be a thimble. <laughs> right? Because remember this, one of, the, one of the things that David said, he says, I'll, I'll run the course of your commandments. He said, you'll enlarge my heart. That's been big on the inside. Uh, one of my faves is Smith Wigglesworth. He says, I'm a lot bigger on the inside than the outside. He, he, he served a big God. He'd walk into a room full of people who were just completely incurable. He'd just laugh his head off going, ha, 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 ha. Start punching people in the guts. <laughs> Had a good lawyer. No. Uh, <laughs> see, crazy miracles. Pull, pull cancers off of people's face and all that sort of stuff. And, and so because he knew what it was to magnify the Lord. So what I want us to do, we're going to, those three chunks of Scripture, I'm going to get you, we're going to open, we're going to actually have our, we're going to open up our communion now. If you can do that, but you're not going to take it yet. We're going to, in a minute, we're going to read. So just something different, very different to last week. But, we want, the, we want the Lord to perfect us in praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray and then I'm going to get you to put up those, those three chunks of Scripture from... Psalms and Isaiah. <coughs> you hold your communion. And I'm gonna, we're gonna read these together. And I'm gonna pray first, but I want you, I want you to, when you read them, you're, you're, you're celebrating the Lord. You're celebrating the Lord. You, 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 I believe part of the fear of the Lord, the, you know, the sevenfold spirit of God, right? Jesus delighted in the fear of the Lord. He delighted in the fear of the Lord. Part of that was spatial. He saw how big God was, right? You start to go, what? You go, and then, and then, then you go, the, the creator of the universe isn't just our father, right? He can do anything. Speak universe, like this. He isn't just our father. My goodness, he's kind. He's kind, he's patient, he's gentle. And, and, but he's not Father Christmas because he's holy. And, 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 and he, the old, in the old language, he doesn't wink at, wink at sin, okay? And, and he's already made provision through his son. But what happens is that Jesus delighted in the fear of the Lord. And when you start to, when, when you start to,
catch the spirit of praise, uh, get perfected in praise and, 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 and the fear of the Lord, man, you're cooking with gas. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is to hate sin. And you start like that fear of the Lord. And I'll tell you what, you only need a few of those mercy drops of the fear of the Lord over any nation and it's changed. And praise creates a pathway into the fear of the Lord. So I'm gonna pray. We're holding our communion. And then we're gonna read this out as a, a ecclesia. But I want you to attach your faith to these words. We're just gonna, we'll read them all through one hit. But I want you to feel that, that, our last thing is that I, I had two young men with me and they're, they're pretty defeated. Uh, one was a, uh, one was late teens, one was in their early 20s, I think, pretty sure, a long time ago. And I said, you know what? This is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna meet you at the church. This is the last church I was part of. And we're gonna just read the Psalms out. How long for? I said, ah, a long time. <laughs> and we, 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 we would have read, this is the power of the Word. The Word's amazing. We would have read the word out loud. We do, we do a psalm each, you know, and sort of like, okay, I'll read Psalm 118. And uh, <laughs> anyway, so, okay, Psalm 118, you're on. So, um, so we, I reckon we did it for about four hours, right? I said, this is what's gonna happen. Later today or tomorrow, you're gonna feel like a glory brick in your belly. You're gonna feel something. If you just knew the power of the Word of God, you just do this all the time. So we're just gonna read, we're just gonna read a, few, a few chapters, right? And you'll go, wow. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna pray for the awesomeness of God to be upon us. And then when we finish that last bit and, and, and I'll say, amen, take your communion and we're gonna believe for that spatial manifestation of the awesomeness of God in here. Hallelujah. Okay. Holy Spirit, I just thank you right now for everyone. I just thank you, for, Jesus, for communion. I thank you for, um, you're amazing, Lord. You're amazing. We just thank you right now for people to be so aware of your presence, so aware of your glory, so aware of your goodness. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. I pray right now that you engage your people in perfecting them in praise. I thank you for strength to be ordained. Strength to be ordained because we, we are trading up into your awesomeness, not just the, the awesomeness spatially, Lord God, but just the purity and the holiness and the glory and the excellence and the majesty. So Lord, we thank you for your word. I thank you for supernaturally quickening it. And I thank you that as we read it here today, as we read it here today in agreement and in appalled collective focus, Lord, that we're speaking things in the realm of the Spirit over this city. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're gonna read together. <clears throat> okay. Starting with Psalms. Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its going down, the Lord's name is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations, His glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, who dwells on high, 
who humbles himself to behold the things that are in the heavens and in the earth. He raises the poor out of the dust and lifts the needy out of the ash heap that he may seat him with princes, with the princes of his people. He grants the barren woman a home like a joyful mother of children. Praise the Lord. O God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. Awake, lute and harp. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise You, O Lord, among the peoples. And I will sing praises to You among the nations. For Your mercy is great above the heavens and Your truth reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens and Your glory above all the earth. Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand and His arm shall rule for Him. Behold, His reward is with Him and His work before Him. He will feed His flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with His arm and carry them in His bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of His hand, measured heaven with a span and calculated the dust of the earth in a measure, weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance. Who has directed the Spirit of the Lord or as His counsellor has taught Him? With whom did He take counsel and instructed Him and taught him in the path of justice? Who taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are as a drop in a bucket and are counted as the small dust on the scales. Look, he lifts up the isles as a very little thing. And Lebanon is not sufficient to burn, nor its beasts sufficient for a burnt offering. All nations before Him are as nothing and they are counted by Him less than nothing and worthless. To whom then will you liken God or what likeness will you compare to Him? The workman moulds an image, the goldsmith overspreads it with gold and the silversmith casts silver chains. Whoever is too impoverished for such a contribution chooses a tree that will not rot. He seeks for himself a skillful workman to prepare a carved image that will not totter. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is He who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out their heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. He brings the princes to nothing. He makes the judges of the earth useless. Scarcely shall they be planted, scarcely shall they be sown. 
Scarcely shall their stock take root in the earth when He also will blow on them and they will wither and the whirlwind will take them away like stubble. To whom then will you liken me or to whom shall I be equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things, who brings out their host by number. He calls them all by name. By the greatness of His might and the strength of His power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord and my just claim is passed over by my God? Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, He increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We just thank you that you're here. We thank you for your awesome presence. We thank you, Lord. We will not be overly familiar with a God we don't know enough. We thank you for the sense of awe. I had something very weird happen. I felt the ground shift under my feet. I don't know what other people felt. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord, for perfecting us in praise. We thank you, Lord, for us being in awe of you. We thank you that your ways are unsearchable. They are infinite. We thank You in this season like never before, You are ordaining strength through praise. And we bless Your holy Name. We thank You there is no problem in our life that is big. Nothing in the natural is big. Nothing in the soul realm is big. We thank You right now that in the realm of the Spirit, the realm of the dimensions of heaven are infinite. We thank You, Lord, that You choose us through our praise and through our faith to invade this time-space world. We thank You, Jesus, that You humbled Yourself to the point of a cross. We thank You that You, had, you took on physical flesh and You were tempted in all points, yet, yet were without sin. We thank You for communion. We thank You that we connect uh, uh, to you through communion by faith. We thank you, it creates a quickening to the physical body. I thank you, a brightening and the enlightening of the eyes. And I thank you to a richness and the fatness of the soul. We thank you, Lord, for communion. We thank you for your holy table. We thank you, Jesus. We just honour you. We worship you. We praise you. We bless you. We thank you, Lord. We are grateful. We are grateful, Lord, for you. But we thank you, I just thank you for a spirit of praise being perfected over this ecclesia and let it be like leaven in this city. Let it spread, let gratitude and thanksgiving and worship spread like a wildfire. We thank you, Lord God, that, that through praise you invade the earth realm. We just thank you, so bless this, 
Bless this communion to our body in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Huh. Hmm. Can you just put the pads on for a sec? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He feels the presence of the Lord in here. Praise God. Praise God. You know, He visits us for salvation, but then He says for us, to not only go up, but to get bigger. And what I want us to do in a second, I just want us to, and I'm gonna get you to stand in a second. I just want us to finish by just showing our gratitude to Him. We're just gonna just do it in the spirit. We're just gonna just, I don't know, use English, use Arabic, use Spanglish, use tongues, Sing in the Spirit. But I just want you to, can you just, I, I want you just to focus on the fact that you're so grateful and I want you, just even if it's just for five minutes, can we just stand please? <clears throat> can we just stand please? I'm gonna praise the Lord, but I'm not gonna praise into the microphone because I don't wanna dominate the airwaves. I want this to be a corporate thing. Can we do the pads a little bit louder please? A little bit louder, a little bit louder. And I just want you to I just want you to really focus your gratitude to the Lord and really just start to praise him. Really start to praise him. It says lifting up holy hands without anger and doubting. Start to praise him. Start to lavish him with your sense of great gratitude, your sense of thankfulness. Just for 5 minutes, guys, because he dwells in the praises of his people. I'm going to stop speaking to the microphone, but I'm going to continue to praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.